0: You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. This is Tony Down. Welcome to another episode of Pharmacy, IT, and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is actually everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Julie Paola, on what her role is in pharmacy technology and informatics. And I've actually had the pleasure of working with Julie in the previous ASHP project uh, for one of her work groups. So, you know, thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast and how you've been doing today.
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, just for our listeners uh, to kind of get a little bit better understanding of yourself, can you kind of just tell us a little bit like, you know, why you got into pharmacy and kind of your early journey into pharmacy?
1: So I graduated from pharmacy school from the University of Illinois at Chicago. I did a clinical pharmacy practice residency at the University of Iowa Hospital and Clinic. Then I work at my current employer, which is UW Health, the University of Wisconsin Hospitals and Clinics, as a surgery and solid organ transplant pharmacist. And about eight years ago, when we implemented our electronic medical record, I was became interested in working on it and learning how it works and how I can better help care team members use our electronic medical record. So I transitioned into my current role on our pharmacy informatics team about eight years ago.
0: Awesome, awesome. So you did mention that you had like a lot of experience in the clinical side. You know, I was curious about like how that kind of prepared you to understand better on how to optimize things on the pharmacy informatics side of things.
1: Well, I think it's really important for people to have an understanding of clinical workflows and patient care when they move into pharmacy informatics. Because then they get to learn about how technology is used in all the different phases of the medication use process. And so my clinical background helps me relate to our end user pharmacists. and knowing that I have experienced that in the past and kind of it will help me provide them with assistance with their struggles.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So uh, do you have like an example of, I guess, something that you did in your pharmacy informatics space that was rooted in something that you knew from your clinical side when you were working as a clinical pharmacist? Is there any kind of specific thing that you brought from the workflow into the informatics side that you you helped like optimize and improve?
1: There are no specific projects that I help optimize and improve, but it's just kind of understanding the workflow of the pharmacist at our institution and when you Implement different projects or new functionality, trying to help users figure out how it's going to fit into the workflow and how they want envision the system working for them and kind of. Um, bridging the gap between their clinical knowledge and then how they think the software will work.
0: Oh, okay. So can you kind of like go over some of your day-to-day duties in your current role? Um, Is it kind of like, you know, more project-based or do you guys actually do a lot of break fixes or um, how do you kind of triage some of the requests that come in?
1: Um, In my day-to-day role, I do have on-call responsibilities for break fixes But it's a lot of project-based work where we make sure that medications are used safely and our electronic medical record. I do a lot of clinical decision support. I precept students and residents in informatics. And I teach part of an introduction to informatics class at the University of Wisconsin School of Farm.
0: Oh, that's that's really cool. So in your experience teaching, like what kind of like concepts are um, you trying to instill in the students? like, Is it more based on like technology space? Or do you have like specific clinical, uh, clinical aspects that you want the students to understand?
1: Well, in our class, we're just kind of trying to provide students with a baseline understanding of informatics and how technology and things like your electronic medical record will impact their career. Because I really feel like it's very important for a practicing pharmacist to understand not the details of how the technology works, but how the different systems interact in the medication use process. So they know how technology is affecting their day to day life and how it's affecting the patients that they take care of.
0: That, that's a good uh, thing to instill in their, in their mindset. And I, I know you just also said that you precept students. So I guess one of the challenges I've seen from other preceptors is figuring out like, you know, cause students don't really get uh, full access to the system and they may not be able to do like really technical things in the system. So for you, when you precept students, what kind of things do you do for them? Or like, what kind of things do you have them do that is more informatics based?
1: Well, we have them work on projects that we as pharmacy informatics pharmacists would work on. And then um, in some of the classes at the University of Wisconsin School of Pharmacy, they actually use a practice environment of our electronic medical records. So not only are they learning, but they're also doing the process of order verification and clinical review that a pharmacist would do. But I feel like pharmacy students need to be exposed to these workflows in school more prevalently instead of just in one elective class.
0: Oh, so it's part of an elective class for their their curriculum?
1: Yes, part of an elective class.
0: Oh, okay. So for when they have the rotation site, do they actually have access to that practice EHR as well?
1: Yeah, our students, when they're on clinical rotation in their fourth year, have access to the er emr and they can document it it's just legally they need to have all of their information co-signed in the chart
0: okay so so you said that they have an elective and in their elective course uh, is that the course that you teach as well or is that like like do you do you lecture in like a guest lecture capacity at a different course
1: I guess guest lecture in the um, introduction to pharmacy informatics course, that course is a critical care course that we helped one of our pharmacists um, gain access to the system so the students can use it.
0: Oh, okay. So I was curious about like what the difference is between like you know that introductory and how much more in depth the elective course is compared to that.
1: The elective course is a critical care elective course, and this is an informatics. Um, course. In the um, critical care course, they go through a test environment of our electronic medical record and they do patient monitoring of a critically ill patient and then they do order verification in our EMR.
0: Oh, okay. So they're, they're actually using the EMR um, as opposed to just like uh, learning the, the theory behind it, right? They're actually seeing these things go, go in action.
1: Yeah, but what is unfortunate in, I guess, a lot of pharmacy school curriculums is that informatics is not taught as a core class and people really don't get to actually using these systems until they go out on rotation or through job job or shadowing slash observation experiences.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a challenge and I I know it's part of the um the A C P E accreditation standards, but it's still not widely adopted yet. And you know, going off of that, there's not much information out there about, you know, pharmacy informatics. So, so what kind of advice would you have if like a student came up to you and they ask you about how to get into pharmacy informatics and, or even maybe another pharmacist, right? Another pharmacist that's currently working in a different field and they're like, Oh, I want to get into informatics. Like, what would you say to them if they ask you for advice?
1: For students, I would recommend that they do shadowing in pharmacy informatics. I would also recommend that they take a fourth year rotation in pharmacy informatics and investigate a career path, which would look like a clinical residency, and then a PGY-2 specialty in pharmacy informatics. It's unfortunate that there is not a lot of board certification um, pathways for people in pharmacy informatics, but ASHP has um, a certification program in pharmacy informatics, for people who want to go more deeply into the topic and then through our vendor of our electronic medical record, there's vendor specific training that people can do if they wanted to learn
0: more. So for your vendor, I was curious, like which, uh, which EMR are you guys using?
1: We use Epic.
0: Epic, okay. Um, and then I, I think one of the challenges with that too is that you kind of have to be in an institution that has Epic to get trained, right? Is that right?
1: Yes, I believe
0: so. So, yeah, so I think that's one of the challenges. And I think it's quite unfortunate that that's the case. But, you know, I thank you for sharing the advice about shadowing. I think that's really helpful. And also some of the the offerings that ASHB has. And, um, you know, going back into what you do, are there any kind of interesting projects that, you know, you'd like to share to the listeners that um, you're pretty proud of? Or anything interesting that is upcoming that you'd like to share? The
1: same project that I have done lately is employment pediatric V
0: e screening in
1: our EMR. I also developed a trigger to identify adult patients that are at risk for acute kidney injury and now implementing a project so that the nurses can document boluses of continuous infusion medications using DCMA or barcode med administration so the providers and the patient care know all that the patient receives working and how it will integrate with our Alaris pump.
0: Okay, that's that's really cool. And you know, like the, the Alaris pump integration, um, that's really cool. And I think like the place I previously worked at, we had the challenge of like trying to uh, account for the boluses. So uh, one of the things that we had a challenge with was that our existing workflow was boluses were a separate line item. And they were charting it on a separate line item. And, um, from my understanding, the Alaris pump allows you to do the bolus function and it kind of shows the rate increase for that same line item. So am I, am I correct in saying that?
1: Yes, you're correct in saying that.
0: So, so how did you guys, I guess, change that workflow or get the people to get the nursing to understand that that's like kind of the new uh, workflow where a bump in that rate will equate to a bolus? Is there like, was that just a lot of training or was that kind of like a change in culture? Like uh, what do do you guys kind of do with that?
1: Well, we haven't implemented that functionality. We're going to work in the next month to develop best practices with our nursing informatics colleagues so that um the nurses try to understand the importance of appropriately documenting the bolus and scanning the running infusion.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think that's a very important thing that I guess uh, people who are not in our field, they don't really understand the whole integration piece of like, we we really need to work with people from other departments where it's like a whole integrated system. And it's it's really important to understand that when we're working in informatics, we kind of like work with everybody, right?
1: Yeah, so for endless this process, we have to hope that the provider will pick the correct line item in the electronic medical record to proper document the bolus and the infusion. And then we have to hope that our nursing colleagues will follow the best practices and document it correctly and also to scan to ensure that the proper patient gets the proper drug at the proper dose at the proper time the five rights of medication administration
0: are followed awesome awesome so so yeah thank you for sharing that and thank you for you know giving a little preview about like what you guys are doing um, and if there's a you know if there's students out there or uh, other pharmacists who kind of like want to learn more about what you do is there a way that they can reach you out directly to to uh, ask you those questions
1: yeah, either by email which is J P A W O L A at UW dot org or through LinkedIn.
0: Awesome, awesome. I'll be putting it on the show notes. So if anyone wanted to reach out, they can. And uh, I, I just wanted to say again, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again so much for, you know, taking some time out of your busy day to be on the podcast. And I'm sure like our listeners learned a lot from you.
1: Thank you very much. I can't tell you how strongly I feel that people understand pharmacy informatics and the impact it has on patient care and I appreciate that there are people like you in the world who want to get this message out. I just wish that people want to learn more about it, both in their residency training and in their educational process as through D School.
0: All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends. Or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy Me. And remember, technology is a tool.